Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's 7 p.m., so we'd like to make a start. Welcome along to meeting 10 of Fletcham Town Council. Um, just before we start, uh, for the purposes of the tape, if we could just go around the table and say who we are so that people can make a connection with voices should they listen to the podcast and there's any confusion as to who you might be speaking. Uh, so I'm Alan Alton. I'm... Um, member for um, Castle Ward and present chair of the council. Joe Donahue, local town clerk. Caroline Ashton, Elton and Five Crosses. Uh, Judith Critchley, Lakes Ward. Donna Critchley, Lakes Ward. Adam Wordsworth, Elton and Five Crosses. Paul Martin, Waterside Ward. Frank Bennington, Waterside Road. Mark Neil, Castle Ward. Linda Brown, Lakes Ward. Thank you very much. Uh, so on to the agenda then, um, item 126 on the agenda is apologies, John. We have uh, apologies from Councillor Jones and Councillor Parker. Okay, and... Uh, 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 Councillor Williamson's coming in now. Sorry? Councillor Williamson's coming in now. Okay, we'll just pause for a second then as Councillor Williamson is just joining the meeting. Okay, welcome to... Councillor Pat Williamson, who represents Castle Park Ward. Um, so we, we have apologies as stated, and we have non-attendance without reason for following councillors. For following councillors, Councillor Reynolds, Councillor Sutton, Councillor Wilson. Okay, thanks. If that could be minuted. And Councillor Jones, I think I've already mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that could be minuted. Thank you. Uh, 127 is declarations of interest. Uh, we could just briefly go around the table if you have any uh, declarations of interest, if you could state them. Looking at the agenda, I don't have any which comes to mind, but I reserve the right to declare those should I need to at any point in the meeting. Um, I have none either, thank you. None for me. None for me. None for me, Chair. None for me. None for me. No. None for me. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, item 128 then is to approve and sign as a true record the minutes of the extraordinary meeting number six, which took place on the 5th of December last. Everyone in, everyone in favour of those, me, those minutes as a true and re, uh, accurate record? I'm happy to prepare them. Yeah. Okay, can we have a seconder? Thank you, Mark. Can we have a vote on that, please? Mm. Okay, do we need any abstentions or anything recorded there? No? Okay, that's the unanimous then, thank you. Signed up. Okay, um, we've got 129, which again was extra, Extraordinary Meeting number 8, which was on the 20th of December last. Again, to approve and sign as a true record. Can I have a proposal for those, please? I propose. Okay, thank you, Dan. Second Mark, seconding. Okay. And can we take a vote on that, please? Not these are the minutes. Okay, thank you. Um, and finally, um, on the minutes of the budget setting meeting number nine, which was on the 14th of January 2019, again to approve and sign as a true record. Okay. okay, thank you, Judith, for proposing. Pat seconded. We could take a vote on that, please. Show of hands. 
I'm going that's unanimous again. Or majority, sorry. That wasn't there. Right, okay, that was a majority vote. Uh, okay, uh, item 131 is the right for the public to speak. And this evening, uh, as usual, we have Neil, our PCSO. We'd like to take the stand, Neil. And uh, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thanks very much. Good evening everyone, Happy New Year to you all, if you've ever seen you before. Um, first of all, to that, um, speak a little bit about antisocial behaviour that we've been um, seeing in recent weeks. It's, it's the old knock and run um, along ship streets where teenagers are knocking on doors and, and actually booting doors as well and then running away. Um, we've, we've seen this sort of build up over the last couple of weeks. I was on the weekend before last and think I prevented something from happening just as along Ship Street. But it is, it is ongoing. We had some more reported to us on Saturday. So that's part of my hotspot patrolling at the moment is, is along there to try and tackle that. Um, community Speedwatch. We've, we've got a new Community Speedwatch device now, thanks to the, the Town Council for agreeing to fund that. So uh, the new device comes with a tripod, so it's a lot easier for our volunteers to use. We've been targeting Fluin Lane, Bridge Lane and Kingsley Road recently, and weather permitting, this is going to continue over the next few weeks, although we've had a few sicknesses as well, so we haven't been as active as we, we'd like to be. Uh, we are, as ever, looking to, to recruit more people um, so we can fully utilise both speed devices that we've got. So if you know of anyone who may be interested, please point them in my direction and uh, we'll get them trained up to use the, the device. Um, young people, um, Monday the 14th uh, of February is Internet Safety Day. And in advance of this, I've been doing some talks. Um, I did talks at Weavervale Primary School both last week and the week before, and also at Frodsham Youth Club. Um, I'm also going to be giving a similar talk of Frodsham C of E Primary School on Internet Safety Day next Monday. And this is a way of trying to keep them safer when they're online. So um, I think it's, it's of value because we're seeing a lot more increase in incidents of, of cyberbullying, that type of thing online, as well as more serious crimes. I've also given talks to Frodsham C Scout Beavers in relation to my role in the community. And I'll be doing a talk to Applebee's Preschool at Frodsham Manor House School on Wednesday afternoon. And I've just come from a meeting, I've had someone come along to my surgery from um, the preschool on Mill Lane who wants me to get involved there. And she's, she's quite new and she's quite keen for um, the organisation. I think they've changed their name now to Kids Planet. And she's quite keen to become part of the community and be doing more community-led activities. So uh, I'm going to touch base with her next week again. Um, we're still seeing an issue with scrambler bikes and quad bikes on the marshes. Uh, I'm, I'm again trying to give the area some attention, especially at weekends. I've asked for our motorcycle unit again to give the marshes the attention, especially at weekends when this appears to be happening. And this is getting reported to me more and more at the moment. Um, I went down there the other day, and while I didn't catch anyone on there, I was speaking to dog walkers who were saying that this is 
this is really becoming an issue in, in that area. Apparently, there's reports of some vans coming with um, scrambler bikes and renting them out. So, uh, but I've no evidence of that, but that was one thing reported. Um, I've been asked to lead a walk at this year's Frodsham Festival of Walks. I've decided to do a walk that's aimed at younger people to encourage them to walk more. This is going to take place on Sunday the 5th of May, starting at 11am at the Community Centre. Um, and hopefully will take us to the top of Frodsham Hill and back down through Castle Park, back to the Community Centre. Um, the walk should last no more than two and a half hours. I'm quite excited to do it. We did a dummy run with Caroline, thank you, the other, the other Sunday. And it was really useful and we found some, some new routes, some safe routes to take them. So uh, and it's the first time I've been asked to do anything like that. So it's, it's always nice to do something new to keep things fresh. So I'm excited to do that. Um, I'm holding a meeting this Saturday, the 2nd of Feb, at 11 o'clock at Frodsham Community Police Base for both existing and those that wish to be uh, new Home Watch coordinators. So not people who want to be part of Home Watch, but those that want to coordinate it in their street. The idea behind this is to build a relationship up with the coordinator, so they will be the link between myself and, and the residents and can pass messages on. I think, although I'm getting better at the social media stuff, there's still residents that don't get the key messages that I'm trying to put across. So I'm looking to generate some sort of monthly newsletter that I can then send out to the coordinators who can then send it out to the residents in, in their area, their road or you know, various roads. Um, there's all, we're also looking at, with one of my sergeants, looking at the possibility of the coordinators possibly issuing um, property marking kits to all the residents as well, rather than, because it's quite time consuming for me to do, to do that. And actually, if we had someone to do it for us for each different road, <coughs> we could actually target a, a bigger area very quickly with property marking kits. And we do still have a lot of property marking kits at Frodsham Police Base. So we'll, we'll, um, that's 11 o'clock on Saturday. So um, that's that one. Uh, social media, as I discussed, I'm, I'm getting better and better at uh, Facebook and Twitter. But anyone that wishes to, to follow me on, on Facebook or Twitter, it's Facebook account is just Frodsham Police. And my Twitter account is at Frodsham Paul, apparently. So, so I believe. So we're uh, looking for more and more people to follow that. And I'm, what I'm finding is I'm, I'm putting up when I've got police surgeries and actually people are starting to see those and attend. So it's really good. So it's, um, you still get the negative comments, but I'm, I'm getting thicker skinned, I think. So it's uh, <laughs> you have to be. So. Um, and the last thing is just my police surgeries for February. So there's quite a few of them actually. But Sunday the 3rd of Feb, I'm at the community police base between 4 and 5 o'clock. On Thursday the 7th of Feb, again at Frodsham Community Police Base between 6pm and 7pm. On the 12th of Feb, I'm here at Castle Park House between 10 and 11. Then um, on Wednesday the 13th, I'm, I'm again at Frodsham Community Police Base between 2 and 3. On the Wednesday the 20th of Feb, I'm at Bruin Tucker between 3 and 4. Friday the 22nd of Feb at the Community Police Base between 10 and 11. 
Monday the 25th of Feb, back here at Castle Park, 10 till 11, and on the same day, I'm at the community police base between 3 and 4. The reason why there's so many police surgeries is now our Crown Commissioner requires us to hold a police surgery at least once a week at our community base. So for myself, it's obviously the fire station, Hellsby, it's, it's Hellsby High School. Um, and then I can hold as many other police surgeries as I want. So I tend to hold two here at Castle Park a month and then one at Bruin Tucker alongside the ones I have to hold every week at the, the police base. But I try and vary the, the times and the days of the week so if people can't make it to one, they can make it to another. And that's me, all done. Okay, thanks, Neil. Any questions for Neil? No? No. I know you blush easily, Neil, but as usual, I'd just like to pass on my thanks, and I'm sure the thanks to the other councillors. You know, the amount of proaction and initiatives that you do is to be applauded, so thank you thank very much. Thank you very much, much. Chips. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. <coughs> okay, uh, 131.2 on the agenda is reports from members of the Neighbourhood Plan Steering Committee and I believe we have two representatives this evening. I don't know whether you're both going to speak or... Maybe. Yes, um, although of course you're not known to the majority of us, if you could just state your names when you're seated for, for the tape, that would be great, thank you. I'm Peter Vickery. And I'm Martin Maris. Thank you. Over to you, Jack. I just want to give you an update this evening. Uh, we have got we have got ourselves to the crucial phase of this, uh, in the midst that we have a a draft plan um, that we are now doing some fairly intensive surgery on to get it to read like a proper document, um, so that it's got one author where it has several, and get all the information and the references and the uh, and the um, data that we've collected properly referenced in. So this is where we are. It's currently being edited. Um, and just to bring people up to speed, this is a statutory, statutory document. It's going to legally guide quack planning for fraudulent planning applications over the next decade. So it's important we get it right um, because if it doesn't support, if quack don't agree with what we put, they won't accept it. And if we don't if we, give, if we give developers any uh, wriggle room between what the Cheshire Plan says and what we say, then we, put, we risk jeopardising the, the exercise. <coughs> so it is important that we get this wording right. The um, thing I have to report tonight is that we, had a, we, had, we did set ourselves a target of getting a referendum in early May. We ain't going to do that um, with the best will in the world um, because we're now and we are busy, my little editorial team of three has met three times in the last week um, and we're meeting again as a steering group tomorrow. Um, once we've got this right, we're statutorily, requir we're statutorily required to conduct a six-week consultation with the community, neighbouring towns and villages and several other formal bodies. That, feed that feedback from the consultation will be updated into the draft plan, at which point we, we will feed it to quack. Um, once that's happened, um, once that's been formally submitted to quack, then they will publicise the plan for six weeks. They will also send the plan for formal independent examination. 
the plan will then be updated again with any feedback from the examiners and Quack will then, will, Quack will then arrange for the community referendum. <coughs> Those last four points I've mentioned are something to Quack, quack timescales and we've got no control over them. Um, and if you add all those together in a little project, what's it, then unless we get something to them by Friday week, we'd be struggling. So that's, that's really where we are. So I, I, I want to raise any expectations here. We cannot get, a, get you a decent document out for a referendum in early May. Um, so because, we, as I say, we're in the most intensive period of our work and we're getting input from all those involved very well indeed, and I'm very grateful for everybody who's helped us. Our steering group has stayed at around seven people. People have joined, people have left. But when I've, um, when, when I started out on this in 2015, the, the lady from Quack, um, Cheshire Community Services, I think, said, the average for this, for these, is about four years. So we ain't unduly late, and we ain't unduly early. Um, and we are, on your behalf. Um, now, the average spend for the, per year, um, which the majority is grants that are bid for, so it isn't a private FTC, um, is, is just under 8,000. Um, what FTC have supplied us with uh, over the past is, is 3,000 pounds a year. Um, and and what, I would, what I would make a plea for this evening is if you could, if you could at least make, make that money available to us um, for the from April 2019 onwards. We will be as parsimonious as we can, um, but what we, what, we, what we do need is our secretarial support and the, if we're going to have consultations with the plan, we're going to need to hire rooms and do all that good, good work, so that money will be invaluable to us. So that's really where we are. I don't know if you've got anything to add to that. Um, only that um, um, I think just a reminder to you all that um, this group is um, a group of Russian residents. Um, none of us have any kind of professional background in this kind of work. So we're learning as we go along as well. And I think what we have learned is that this document is incredibly complicated. Um, and the language required um, to sort of write it effectively uh, is quite detailed. Um, none of us are experts in that, we're all kind of finding our way, but when we need expert advice, we seek it appropriately. Um, I simply want to remind you that because of that, it's perhaps taken us um, a while to get to this point, and this editorial stage that we're now at is incredibly time-consuming, but we know from other neighbourhood players that they've got that bit wrong, and in getting it wrong, things have happened to their communities that they'd rather hadn't happened. So we don't want that to be the case for Frodsham, so we want to get it right. So the time frame that we're now working on, um, I think, is realistic, um, which is why we sort of want to implore you to reconsider the budget for the plan thus far. OK, thank you. Questions? Anyone? Comments? Please, can I <coughs> please yes, come on? I know there are certain councillors around this table who actually do um, <coughs> sometimes make comments about um, the time that it's taken the Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group to get to where they are. Can I implore on you now to please ask the questions that you do put to me um, to get the reiteration from everyone that, you know, we're all volunteers, we've spent a lot of time doing this and it's going to be a quality document um, 
and the scrutinisation of this document by all these external bodies is not easy. Um, and once it goes into the examiner and we get feedback from that, I mean, again, we're going to have to incorporate anything that is raised by them for it, for, for it to be passed before, by the examiner before we can actually go out to the community. Um, we've got feedback on a particular aspect tomorrow from some consultants from um, Manchester, um, which again is data. We are, we're continually gleaning more data because you have to demonstrate that you've um, been out and you've you've got the evidence of what you're putting into your document. You're not we're not just making a fairy story up. This is a factual document, and you have to have your facts right because the examiner will just pull you to pieces if you have, and he will look at all the references that you make because it's like writing a thesis. Um, so you've got to have all your references. The examiner is actually an ex-planning person and knows his way around everything and will know exactly where to look. And, and, um, and, and, yeah, and, and just to add in, we, we are, our consultation with the community has been ongoing since, since 2015. Um, we have our website and we have people Continue visit that and say what are the things you like about Fortune, things you like to change. So we've we've watched this panel, we've analysed these, and we that's part of our referencing document. It's not just a sort of one-off consultation, fill in these questions and that's an answer. It's actually people's comments grouped together, analysed and referenced. So you can actually sort of say, well, here is the trend of people's comments against the following topics, um, and therefore, yeah. As our original reading was to, was, to write a, was to write a plan on behalf of the people of Frodsham. We've, we've kept that at the front of our minds to make sure that what we are, it's not simply something we've made up. This is, we, we're, we're reflecting in the best language we can what people have said that this is what matters to Frodsham over the next decade and, be, and, and beyond by implication. Um, and, and hopefully you'll, you'll bear with us. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sorry, Julia's gone. Yeah, I just want to check. You'll still be able to apply for your grants again in the next financial year. Yeah, but you're only allowed to apply for certain things. Yeah. What we can't apply for is any uh, administration or IT support. And again, <coughs> as as Peter said, because we're now coming to the stage where we're going to consultation again, we're going to have to rent rooms, and you can't apply for that kind of money because the money you can apply for is for specific, uh, specialised work to be done. I thought you were paying for your room. Well, it depends what you do. The trouble is with these grants, they, they want to know how many pencils you use, how many rubbers you've used, um, how many elastic bands. Um, yes, and it's very, very exact. And if you send any paper clips back, they want to know. Mm. I, I think myself personally was made you know, a little clouded when we were sort of arguing or scrutinising this at, at the, the budget setting meeting. Um, I'm sort of in a way thought, as I think quite a few of us did, that because it was coming to fulfilment, not coming to an end, that's the wrong word, that, you know, the financial commitment would, would not be as, as much as had previously been required. Then talking to you, you know, Caroline, away from the meeting and things like that, I realised that if anything, this is the time now when you do actually need the money. You know, so I, I, I was a little bit false-footed there or, or mistaken. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering, I know we can't start backtracking and things like that, but I'm wondering, Clark, if there's any way 
that you know we, we could meet that fulfillment from elsewhere is there any monies so to speak that we could bring in because you, you know I'm, I'm not taking favoritism here or anything but it is vitally important you know this plan I think sometimes with respect people don't realize the importance of this plan and that it's there for a long long time you know so I, I, I want to make sure that we do it right. Judith? The other thing to say there Sorry. is that um, I also think that people forget that this is ultimately um, a legally binding document um, that's going to stick with us for the next 10 years. Very powerful. I don't think people understand its power. Yeah, I mean, it gives us, it, it allows us then to do things and apply for things and that that we would not be able to do without the plan. And I think some people don't realise that, but it is a bit of a catalyst to. To, to get us into other things and I want to ensure as well that we do get it 100% right because without naming villages we, we, we know of examples where things have been missed and you know it's 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 come back to bite them hasn't exactly. it really you know without mentioning names of villages. Judith sorry. I, I don't think this is the appropriate time to be discussing this now under the um, right <coughs> but I don't think we should be making any commitments until we have our new um, council manager in post because it's going to come down to how the council manager manages the council okay. next year. Um, you know, it might be something that you know that there's a complete review of how mm. the the council office runs. Yeah. Okay. Um, Caroline. Um, I like that this minute is because you know I want want to go back to it because if I can put this in perspective, once this document has gone through the referendum um, and is recognised as a legal document. When a planning application comes in for anything to do with planning in Frodsham, the first document that Cheshire West um, planners will do is to take our neighbourhood plan off the shelf and they will say, what does the neighbourhood plan say? So it's the first document and if it doesn't pass that hurdle, it'll just get kicked out. So this is a document that's going to get used by developers day in, day out, for guidance as to what is required in Frodsham, in our town. Um, can I just ask when you um, expect to make the appointment of the manager? Is that... Um, That's on the agenda for later. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't matter. It's not a secret. You know, hopefully it will be by um, early to mid-February. Okay. But that's the appointment. Okay. But they could then have a month notice. or three months' notice. Yeah, yeah. We don't know, okay. depending on yeah. who we appoint. Well, well, I take on board what Judas said. I do think that it's not out of order to be discussing it here. I think it's all connected and it all details in, and it's a good opportunity to, to talk about it, you know. I think if we just put it on another item or the next meeting or something, it's just pushing things back, isn't it? You know? I mean, again, what we need to be um, in a position to know is do we, can we carry on? Um, because come the 1st of April, if we've got no monies, you know. Mm. Well, you still, I think we left £1,000 in there, so it's not critical for the 1st of April. No, I, I just think it should, you know, be stressed that, you, you know, but don't we, forget we're going into Perder yeah, as well on the 20th you know, of March. That, that by moving the funding, you, you know, it, it doesn't mean that we're, and, and I'm sure I speak for the council, hopefully, that we still support you 100% on, on what you're doing, you know. And yeah, what Judith has just said, the £1,000 is there, but I think this needs to be a top priority and, and it needs to, to be kept quite, quite high profile. 
um, because you've got timescales to work to and you can't do it if you haven't got money to do it. Yeah. Well, we, we will actually be continuing, although everybody else will not. We will not be meeting from the 20th of no, March because no. we'll be in Perth. We will, we will be continuing to meet. Yeah. So, you know, from yeah. the 20th of March to the 2nd of May, when there's nothing, no other kinds of business going on, we will we still, still be busy. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this final bit is, is, is quite, it's what you were saying. It's my, the analogy I use in my head is it's one thing to get the fish on the line, getting it in the net. Is a lot more, it takes a lot more effort, and, and this yeah. final bit, um, we know it's going to be good, and you're going to be part of the consultation, so, but we just want to make sure what we put in front of you is worth reading. A quality document. Yeah. And it doesn't go in the bin before you start reading it, no. you know, and, and so um, that's where we're at. Okay, Paul. Um, does the £1,000 in the budget give you enough money to carry on into it, Paul? We don't know. <laughs> Well, it'll, it'll, yeah. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll cope with some of the uh, administration costs and some of the IT costs. But as I said, it's going to get busier on both those fronts than it is quieter. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Brown. Yeah. Um, going from what these two gentlemen said, um, I've sat here, as you know, um, when it was Vale District Council. And also, when it was Vale Royal Borough Council, um, I've heard what they've said, um, and the late Jim Cox, who you know Peter very well, uh, conducted it without money, a very clever person, the Frodham Society was, uh, as a big committee, as you know yourself, and uh, they never had any money, and they conducted it. And uh, if some of these new councillors don't know this, that um, the two that we was told about, like this gentleman said, a very important document, and um, it's for the future of Roger. Of course, uh, the first one, development took place. It broke after it was passed by the government, went to an appeal for one. And the second one was with the uh, Royal Borough Council, when it was with the uh, Sopworks Farm, um, because it encouraged sporting, that they allowed 13 and a half acres of development. So I don't know where you're coming from um, by saying that uh, <coughs> it's the future of Frodham for the next 10 years. I, the same words was by the late um, Jim Cox, and he said the exact words himself, um, not only in this room, but in the art centre where he conducted uh, some very hard questioning and a very clever man indeed was uh, Jim Cox. So I can't see um, something that's being said in Prodium at the moment on development um, that it won't be broken. I don't want to break your hearts but I, th I can see that um, whatever the documents are, and there would be two big fields, as I know, that would appeal against it and win. Um, so I can't see everything that's going to be saved, Peter. I mean, Peter, we can give no guarantees on the future. All you can say is that this is an opportunity that's been given to us um, to do something that has come down from on high and the government says we want these neighbourhood plans as part of the local planning process. 
and that if you, if you have one in place, it'll help. Now, um, don't disagree with it, Frank. The ability of people to get round obstacles like that is legendary, but if, if, if we don't try, you know, that's my, you know, um, that's, that's my yes. picture. I mean to say, could I come back? Yeah, I'm on just on a little issue, and, and you, you can see it yourself, I don't need to repeat what <coughs> I'm telling you, is that uh, Frodium at the moment is uh, being teared apart with um, houses being pulled down so they can put four on them. Um, I know a gentleman now that's bought two houses and waiting for the uh, middle person to die and then he'll grab that and then he'll put 17 houses on the back. Um, what I'm saying is, there's ways around it. Um, I admire what you're trying to do, don't get me wrong, I'm not shouting it down by any means, but I don't want to, people to have false hopes and think, once you've made that decision, it won't be broken. I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, it will be broken. I know it will. Okay, thanks Frank. Pat? Yeah, I was just inquiring the same thought as regards, obviously I think it's a good thing that you're putting things into place to safeguard fragile and all the planning applications, but when you've got big developers, they've got the money to go with it, haven't they, as well? So they usually find loopholes, don't they, round whatever they want to invest in. And that's what frightens me. If it isn't solid, if you can guarantee that they can't get round that, because it has to be a really good legal document, doesn't it? Because they do have loopholes round yes. developers do, don't they? Hence the consultation process, to, to get it... We're happy with what we say, and then Cheshire West and their local plan, because there has to be no, there has to be nothing between the local plan and the neighbourhood plan. It's simply what Cheshire, Cheshire West and Chester are, are asking, what is particular about Frodsham you wish us to consider here? And that's what we're trying to articulate. Now, the ability of developers to get around that, um, I, I, can't, I can't give any, any guarantee. But what we will do is make sure that there are opportunities for the council to say, well, oh, we have this community infrastructure levy here. If you, Mr. Developer, want to do this, we need this. Um, so there's a dialogue to be had. And if the, 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 the neighbourhood plan is the opportunity for that dialogue, and that's all I can really say. Mm -hmm. All I'd add to that is that... Yeah, um, um, last comments now, guys. Not yeah, being rude, I'm going to draw this to a close. I think personally I would say, I, I take on board what Pat and Frank say and, and we have, you know, fought battles and lost in the past and that, but, you know, if we have no plan, then we're going to lose every time, aren't we? I, I'm, you know, I'm not saying we have a plan just for the sake of it, but if, if we've got a plan, then, you know, we've got, at least we've got something that we can use. If we just sit back and have no plan, then what Frank and Pat say is going to happen, then developers, and once one developer wins, then lots of win, aren't they? But if we have, you know, uh, a rolled up stick maybe in the plan to beat them with, then we're going to stand no <coughs> chance of survival, aren't we? Has anybody got any last points you just want to make? Yes, I'm going to move it on. Just one little one. Yeah, this council, ahead, this council has set a president, and I'm glad you're keeping it up, all of us. And that only to thank Councillor Neil, the hard work he's put into it, saving all these green. Land, mm. what we mm. have, I think that. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll support that, you know, because uh, as uh, you know, people power 
Frodium were getting a reputation for fighting the big guys and winning. If you look at Park Lane, you look at Townfield, uh, you know, Lane, all the other little battles we've won, you know, so yeah. it is worth it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Can I just say that yeah. all these green spaces are actually named in the document? You know, it isn't just buildings, this is, it's the whole of Frodium, the green spaces, the parklands, the, everything is included in the plan. Sorry, Martin, you wanted to quickly say something. Merely to appreciate what Peter said, but also to say that I think what you've just said about um, we all care about what the future of Frontrum, everybody around this table does, and we hope that when we get to consultation, the public will show us how much they care as well, the residents of Frontrum, and if we have got that evidenced in the document, it is more powerful than no voice at all. Exactly. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay, um, <clears throat> we now come to item uh, 132, which was the, is the precept for the coming financial year, and it's to set a precept of £269,066 as agreed at the budget setting meeting, but we never actually took um, a, a, a final vote on that. Have I... Gone out, of all, uh, gone out of sequence there? Uh, I've got 132 for precept. 132, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm happy to propose that. Okay. Do you want me to mention that? Mm -hmm. Volunteer. Um, just before we take that vote, um, it may have no bearing on this or not, but I think it's just important that we interject it. Joe, if you could briefly say uh, something about this. Yeah. As I say, guys, just take this on board. It may have no bearing on, on your decision. It may have no bearing at all, but there is a possibility of the council taking out a public works loan board loan uh, potentially to pay towards either the cemetery extension works that are going on there or um, the monument. The rates are very, very low. I just looked at it, for example, if you borrowed 40,000 over 10 years and reduced your preset this year by 40,000, and particularly if it was going towards the cemetery, which is going to be there in perpetuity, so does it matter whether it takes one year or 10 years to pay for it? The interest rate is 2.03%, so um, you'll not get anything any cheaper anywhere. If you were to take that 40,000 over 10 years, you'd pay about £4,616 in interest, but that would be spread, spread over the 10-year period. It's just a thought, because it is one way to look at reducing your actual precepts this year. That would be, be just over £400 per annum yeah. interest. Uh, what would that reduce the precepts to, and do we have time to make this application before we have to set our precepts, or is this a moot point here? Can I just make a point here, because this is not a proposal that is on the agenda. No, and no I did say, Judith, that it was not affecting the proposal, it was no. purely for information, so we're going oh, to right. finish it, okay? Because so. if we don't have time to make that application, then there's no point in discussing it anyway, is there? No. Well, you would need to have an extraordinary meeting, I feel, to even think, think about that. It was just a suggestion. Yeah. It was but just I, something that was, that was found in there, you know, and I thought it was important. Even if it's not done now, it could be something there. And I think it's something that we've maybe not been uh, aware of. I've raised it before, informally. Right. We've right. talked about those. But it's not 
No, we've, we've not really had anything from we, concrete there. We did discuss going down that route when we were talking about building our own office. We did, we did. Yeah, in actual fact, you just, it's exactly something I was going to raise. And um, I just think it's, if it's something that is something we can do, I think we should be. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think when you mentioned Long, you know, it rings alarm bells. Um, you know, longs are very often seen as last resorts and things like that. But I think it's something that is financially viable when you look at the amount of interest, you know, £400 a year. All right, it's £400 of ratepayers' money, but it's going, you know, for a, a very good cause, you know, which is the, the cemetery and the cenotaph, which are vitally, you know, and morally important in Frodium. So thank you for, for that, Joe, yeah. and thank you folks for taking it on board. Could I, could I just ask, when, yeah. when are the timescales? When do you have to apply for these things? Can we you apply a week before you actually want the money in the bank. It is, it's very quick. The, the initial application goes through um, oh, Chalk. Yes. <coughs> um, but, I mean, it's something you could consider, consider in the future year, despite the cost of yeah. a major project. What effect would £40,000 reduction have on the precepts? <coughs> Would you reduce your preset to £229,066? Yep. That would mean a 4.8% increase in the precept. Bandy would go to £61.96, which will be a 6p a week increase in a Bandy council tax. Uh, the amount that residents paid yes last year, this year, on an average band is £59.13. That would give you a figure of £61.96. No. Is that right? Yeah, it's good. We've got to do it. For me, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can all make a decision to well, do it. The, the issue that you've got is that uh, Cheshire West need your preset request by the, this Friday. I've got a few days to do it. Mm. I, I, I so think we perhaps are you should shell this for another time. Mm. Unless you can, uh, we can organise an extraordinary meeting this week. There isn't time, is there? It's Monday now. The It'll be tomorrow you, you get meeting. the... Um, now what notice have we got to give? You need three days. Three, three days, three that's going to put us Thursday. No, it goes out tomorrow. Can't no, count can't tomorrow. Count tomorrow. No. So if you... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Friday. Yeah, we can't do it. So it'd be we next week. But I think it is something that's you know worth you know. Considering. I think we need a lot more information yeah, as well. Yeah, considering for the future. Decision. You know, as I say, I, I I can understand the public reaction if we said you know with the council's taking out a loan because mm -hmm. that word gives the implication that you know you, you you're sort of desperate and it's yeah. not. I, I just think it's quite a good viable alternative. I, I just wonder if that is something. You, Judith, and then no. Frank. Um, we, we do to have a town meeting soon. We could sound the town out, the community, on how they feel about the council borrowing money Brilliant rather than idea. raising the precept. Brilliant and then idea. it's uh, yeah. we know for the future yeah. if they're yeah. happy with yeah. it. I mean, the, the, the work on the war memorial, the estimate is 115,000. Yeah. Could end up being a lot it, it more. Could, than that. It could, and that's something so once it starts to roll, we, we've got to run with it, you know. Yeah. So, but, but I think what Judith has suggested the town meeting would be a brilliant uh, platform to get it out there and test the water, use what you want there, you know, and see what people. Frank. Yeah, uh, 
Father New Councillor's information is that uh, we this council got a, one of those loans to uh, to build uh, the cemetery because we was told by their borough council at the time that uh, once uh, St Lawrence's was full, uh, the only other place by you would be uh, Winsford. Right. And the public uh, in demand said, no, 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 uh, and we put a got a loan. And that's how we come to build uh, the new cemetery. Right. But in carrying on that, um, if I was going to back support a loan, it would be for the memorial. Um, that's the only time I'd support it. Because for talking about uh, developing the cemetery, uh, when you're going to start spreading 60,000 away and partake, taking 10 trees down, you'll make 54,000. And I think if it was a public meeting, I'd be there on top of the mic. Okay, thank you very much for that, Fran. Um, so, up there, we'll, we'll get that on the agenda for the, the town meeting. Um, and as I say, I mean, the work with the churchyard really is, you know, quite, quite cut and dry. Um, with the monument, even with experts and that, we could find all sorts of misdemeanours with the rock and all sorts of things. So we could find ourselves in a position where, you know, we're obliged to invest more money in that. And I think this could be a real viable alternative, you know. Thanks, Joe, for, for bringing that up. And thanks, folks, for allowing that. <coughs> Back to the um, original 132 one, then, the precept uh, acceptance for uh, the coming year. Um, can we have uh, a proposal for that? Judith, thank yeah. you. And can we have a seconder? Pat, thank you. <coughs> and can we take a vote on that, please? So those in favour, let me write this down. If you can just keep your hands up for a few seconds. <coughs> that would be great. And those against, please. Um, and those abstaining. Okay, so am I correct in saying that's carried by a majority it vote? Is, yeah. Thank you. Okay, 133 is the financial management for the period the 1st of November last year until the uh, last day of December and to note the finance report. 133.1 is paid expenditure. Rather than be reading all the figures out, I'll leave you to look at that on the copies of the agendas. Okay, everybody happy with that? Can we have a proposal to accept that, please? Okay, uh, Paul, thank you. Can we have a seconder? Thank you, Frank. And can we have a show of hands on that, please, folks? And I think that is unanimous. Okay, thank you. Um, one, three, three. Uh, point two, received income. Again, I'll leave you to look at the figures there on your copies of the agenda. And if everybody's happy to move on with that, if I could have a proposal to accept that. Thank you, Paul. Seconder. Thank you, Linda. And if we could have a show of hands on that, people. Okay, and again, that's unanimous. And um, finally, bank reconciliation. Again, that was to the end of December 2018. Uh, the figure there is, uh, I'll read it, is £338,639.93p. 
Paul is proposing that we accept those figures. If someone can second that. Thank you, Donna. And can we have a show of hands on that, please? And again, Clark, that's unanimous. Thank you. Um, we now go to 134, which are the committee meetings. And 134.1, this is just a note, uh, but it does have a recommendation with it. First part of that is to note the cemetery committee of the 7th and the 12th, to note the minutes of the meeting and the decisions taken and the following recommendation. And recommendation R1 is to commission the designer to provide <coughs> professional oversight of the installation of the new road layout in the Tarvin Road Cemetery at a cost of £12,269 plus VAT. So that figure is the actual figure because we can claim, we will claim the VAT back on that. So although VAT will go on, it will come off again. Okay, so um, the recommendation uh, as stated, can we have a vote on that recommendation, please? Yeah. Well, can I have a proposal? Oh, sorry. I'm proposing as chair of the Cemetery Committee. Yeah, Linda's second in it, and then a show of hands again, folks. Thank you. Okay. Was, you, was that unanimous? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, and the notes, the minutes are duly noted. Okay. Um, we now have 134.2, which is the community committee on the 11th of December last year. Mr. Chairman, yes, can sir? I uh, suggest on this on these items here? We take a long block. Yes, please. Um, I propose that. Yeah, I think they. I'm, I'm quite happy to take them on block. Uh, that's one to, uh, R1 to R5, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so can we have a proposal to take them on block? We've got Linda, yeah. seconded Frank. Uh, do I need to re read them or are you happy to no, read them? No, happy to take them on. Okay, can we have a show of hands on that, folks, please? And again, that is unanimous. Thank you. Good suggestion there, Frank. Thank you for that. Um, 134.3 is just a note the minutes again. Uh, these are the planning committee meetings which took part on the 26th of November, the 11th of December, the 8th of January and the 21st of January and the decisions taken. Has everyone had a chance to see those yes. minutes? Yes, let them be noted. Noted, thank you. Uh, 135 working group records. Uh, 135.1 is the neighbourhood plan steering group. And this again is to note the minutes of the steering groups which were held on the 27th of November and the 7th of January. Is it okay to say they're duly noted? Yes. Yes, okay, thank you. Um, 135.2 is the Festival of Walks working group. And again, a note to uh, the, the minutes of the meetings which were held on the 15th of November, the 29th of November, the 13th of December, and the 20th, 10th of the first 19. Busy time, there are four meetings. And we have another one there, sure. Is, have we got the minutes? Yes. To, sorry, and to add to that, the 24th of January. Okay, has everyone had a chance to see the minutes of that last one? Yes. Yes? Yeah, on the table, yeah. If we could duly accept that they're noted. Yeah. Okay, thank you. 135.3 uh, is the World War One Working Group. And again, and to note that the minutes of the working group of the meeting that was held on the 16th of January 19. Everyone had a chance to see those yeah. meetings? Uh, sorry, those minutes? Noted. <coughs> duly noted, thank you. Um, okay, 136. 
is the commemorative poppy display frame. To agree where the display of the World One commemorative poppies presented to the Council by the World, that should read World War One Working Group on the 26th of November. So uh, you'll recall that that was presented to us by the Working Group. Uh, we need to make a decision where to display that. Any suggestions from around the table? Well, I think it's a bit difficult one uh, where our home, permanent home, is in a state of flux. Um, so I think it's probably best just staying in the office for the time being. Yeah, or... Could it's we, got to be internal, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Could, could, could we maybe ask that it's displayed in the reception yeah. area, maybe? Any other ideas, Paul? What about the gallery? Do we ask them if they could put that up? Ah, oh, in the arts centre, there's an idea, yeah. Yeah, that well, would be nice. I thought they've been pre presented with a similar one for the arts centre. Because they, they, they took over the World War One group, didn't they? Ah, right, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we could end up duplicating things yeah. there. Frank, were you, did, did you have? No, oh, sorry. I can't um, I think it could sit on the reception desk. Yeah, for, yeah. You know. you know, it doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah. And then when we get a permanent home, as you say, it, it can be displayed somewhere nice and visual. Okay. Yeah? Okay. <coughs> Just passed a note here, Chair, that Paul from Cheshire West is here to talk about the rock. Oh. Um, so I don't know whether you want to start the suspense, standing orders. Um, because Paul yeah. didn't speak during. Um, oh, oh, right. Apologies. He wasn't on the list. I didn't realise that. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't on the list. So I do apologise for that. Thought. No. Yeah. Okay. We're not trying to avoid this. Um, no, yeah. No, so no, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm proposing then that we, uh, we we close the agenda at one three six, and we invite Paul along to talk about the rock. If you could just state your name for the tape, Paul. That would be great. Uh, yeah, my name's uh, Paul Tudor. I work for Cheshire West and Chester Council. Uh, I'm part of the team that looks after uh, bridges and walls um, that support the, that basically support the highway. Um, so we look after all the highway bridges that are owned by Cheshire West, uh, Chester Council. And uh, we also look after the city walls in Chester, uh, which is also owned by the council. Um, and, and I'm here this evening to talk about the uh, the rock. Yeah. Is that enough for the tape? Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and many of you will know that we did some work uh, just over a year ago now, um, just before Christmas in 2017. We've had another Christmas since in 2018 and as part of the work that we undertook uh, in 2017 we basically removed anything that was loose and that was insecure um, so that we could, we could allow that lane uh, to remain safe uh, for public use. Um, as part of that initial work there was also a more thorough hands-on investigation of the, of the whole uh, length of the rock uh, in, in terms of its kind of varying constructions in a sense uh, along its length and we identified at that point a section that was kind of nearer to the traffic signals uh, a section that, that is from uh, one of the staircases um, heading towards the traffic, traffic signals 
that needed some further work. Um, many of you around this table will perhaps remember that um, the way in which we did the work uh, in order to kind of mitigate the impact on Frodham was we did the work during off-peak hours, um, where with the actual section that we need to work on next, we need to actually install scaffolding uh, to allow us to safely undertake that work. So effectively the only way of undertaking the more involved piece of work is by having a, a permanent lane closure uh, on the approach to Frodham uh, from the M56. We're blessed in, in, in many respects, uh, and it may not sound like a blessing, but the, the, the blessing that we do have is that the section that needs some more involved work is actually nearer to the signals and can actually function with one lane out. Uh, and we know that from experience of working there uh, over a year ago now. So we've got a quite a sort of a, a strong level of reassurance that, that, that it won't it won't have a kind of hugely impact the, the, the traffic. Obviously it will have an impact but it, it, it wouldn't be catastrophic. Um, and, and I know the area well because I was involved with the um, the bridge work at Sutton Weaver. Um, so I, I kinda I know the area from then as well. So I think there's a a fairly high level of confidence really that we can do it with the least amount of impact. We've we've considered all of the various parameters in terms of the best way to deliver the work and uh, for us as engineers the best time of the year to do this is during the spring and the summer uh, but clearly that is the prime time for Frodham. Um, so we've kind of looked at this in some detail and, and, and decided that the best time to do it effectively is between now and, and, and the summer, sorry, the spring holidays. I think that's the, the, the correct term now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, and I know it's kind of fairly short notice, but we've kind of, we, we just want to get the work done before it gets any worse, in effect. So, we're currently earmarked to, uh, with a provisional start date of February the 11th. Uh, and we're looking to put out a press release next week and, and the reason for coming here and speaking to the, the lovely uh, town council that, that, that you are, I spoke to a member of the team before Christmas and uh, I said that I knew that it was kind of looming uh, and that was, you know, that was in order to get a slot for this evening really so I could speak to you face to face and you could, uh, I could attempt to field any or answer any questions. Okay, thank you very much, Paul. How long do you anticipate the work taking? Well, the, it's, it's one of those, it's like a can of worms, isn't it? You take the lid off and, and mm. you don't know what worms you're going to find, yeah. in a sense. So, what, what we're aiming for is to get finished by the beginning of the uh, spring holidays, which is the 1st of, of April. So, that's the first week okay. of the, um, the kind of Cheshire West yeah. kind of school holidays, in a sense. So. That, that's the aim, and then that would be, I think it's two weeks before Easter weekend. Mm. Um, but because I don't have x-ray vision, and I've learned this from working on the city walls in Chester, that you can't really kind of make any guarantees mm. until mm. you've opened the, uh, the can, really. What you call it, the next route. 
Pardon? Hidden extras. Hidden extras. Yes. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've had a few of those. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Can I just ask, there's going to be a temptation for drivers to avoid that section of the road. So they'll either go up Church Street down Fluin Lane yes. or along Ship Street and up St Hilda's. Yes. So there's going to be more pressure on that junction. Yes. Is there any way we could have temporary traffic lights on that staggered junction to... Uh, on the stagger junction, is that up towards Fodgham C of E, is it? From the it's top where, you know, where the football, uh, footbridge is. <coughs> on the <coughs> Fluin Lane, the bottom uh, of Fluin Lane. Bottom of Fluin Lane. Top of St Hilda's Drive. It's a slightly staggered junction onto the A56. Yeah, because you come down Fluin Lane, don't you, and then you can yeah. turn right to it's, go to the other Well, it's a horrendous junction to turn out of whether you're coming down Fluin Lane or going up St Hilda's Drive. Yeah. You see that Ship Street estate has got a thousand homes on it and you know everybody wants to get on and off that estate either yeah. at you know the St Elders Drive. Well we'll certainly pay some attention to that. Yeah, would it be scope without in you know, okay it's gonna inconvenience people, but is there any scope in putting an access only order on some of those roads while the road works that, are on? That's something I'll, I'll look at because I'll yeah. speak to the area engineer yeah. who's, I'm sure he's been here before, Jamie Barron. Yes. Um, so I'll speak to Jamie. Um, yes. Yeah, we've suspended the standing orders, so Lynn. Can I just shout from the back that this is a great opportunity if we want to take it because there has been a long-standing ACMA created at that staggered junction at the bottom of Fluin Lane. Um, I think everybody in Frodham has got a view <coughs> how we might actually see better traffic flows up and down the A56, and this would be such a wonderful opportunity for a period of inconvenience just to try some new ways of how the traffic might flow up and down the A56 with, with trying to alleviate some of the air quality problems with some temporary traffic lights. Yeah. I'll take that back to Jamie. We'll, yeah, we'll, thank, thank we'll you for that. Um, you know, per personally, I'm, I know it's going to cause inconvenience, etc., but I am absolutely delighted, you know, that you, you, you're carrying on this work on the rock. Um, although I didn't hands-on have any involvement, and a lot of it was down to Judith and, and ex-councillor Poulton, you know, but I was prodding with the stick quite a lot because the rock to me, it might just be a rock, but that to me is a big part of Rodgium. And the way it was deteriorating, you know, uh, sycamore and other weed species were causing cracks in the rock and that. And it was absolutely brilliant. And um, I, I was a little worried after the work had been done that, that weed growth started to come back again. So, uh, as well as the capital monies that you're spending on it, yes. I would really like to think that there's revenue there to, the, you know, to keep to that weed control. Because yeah. if nothing else, you know, it's safeguarding the investment that Quack have made in it, isn't Indeed. it? If nothing Indeed. else. So, thank you very much. It will inconvenience people, and I appreciate that, but I think it will be worth it. Um, did we have another comment from over here, Donald? Well, yeah, Mark? because they, they're digging up the other side of the road at the minute as well. So, will you be liaising with them? Because you could end up having both sides yes. of the 56 shut down. Yes, no, there'll, there'll be no uh, conflict. Yeah, right. because okay. there's a street work permit already. Right, that's fine, because as I say, they're going up the, up the other side, so. and it's been single lane a few times going up there. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, 
Yes, rest assured. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. One, one element of roadways is enough, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay, T thank you for that. Uh, just one minute. Probably about 20 years ago, there was temporary lights at Fluin Lane, St. Mm -hmm. Holder's Drive. It must be about 15, 20 yeah, years ago, I don't remember. And it did flow better. Mm -hmm. It did. So yeah, I, I think it could be a good opportunity to collect data, mm. couldn't it? Yeah, I'll take that back to both the air engineers. We have some volunteers. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you very much for that. That is really, really good news. Uh, any final points for Paul? No, I'm going to I'd love to know more about the history of uh, of the rock, uh, and you know, it, it, because. It, it's only fairly new to us because yeah. it's only been within our custodianship. For I, I mean, I'm amazed that there's still the remains of an electricity pole there. That if you look on hundred-year-old photographs, yeah. you know that before any wires were underground, that had about fifty sets of wires on it, and it's still there. Some of that pole in yeah. the rock, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably out. Yeah, I'm going to bit. So our oldest cottage in the village is not on the rock. Mm. I think it's a, yeah. But yeah, I would welcome any kind yeah, of... Yeah, you know, when you think of Rodgen, yeah. you think of the Cenotaph, you think of the, the Elter Skelter that used to be there, but you look at any old photographs, you know, that's always been that's a major, major, rock, yeah. major feature, that rock, you know, and I think we need, you know, we definitely need to preserve it, especially with the other heritage we're losing in the town. And, and, and it is quite a large-scale investment, because yeah. the way in which we're going to do the work, is it's going to be scaffolded, but it's all going to be sheeted, sheeted as well. Because it's the only way we can work during the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, can I just Sorry. stop? Is it going to cause any problems for the people who live on the rock? Um, I don't think it will cause any um, huge disruption because it's all going to be encapsulated. So in yeah. terms of kind of the nuisance of noise and dust and the likes, that will be reduced. But we are we are we'll be doing a letter drop to all the residents. Will access be restricted? Because no. I, I should imagine people will be going down there in the cars to avoid. We have considered that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Not being rude, Paul, I need to, uh, I need to move it on. And apologies for not slotting you in at the beginning. I, 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 you know, with respect, I, I thought you were a public scene to come no, and, no, uh, no, but I, 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 I been, do apologise. No, it's been, uh, it's been lovely to listen to some learned gentlemen and some learned ladies, so, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to read standing orders then, guys, and move on. Um, so we were at, we've just finished 136. 137 is the council manager update. As you know, we have advertised uh, for a new position of council manager with a more wide-ranging uh, duties for the successful applicant. Um, the applications close at 5pm tomorrow. Today. Today, sorry. Close now. Close at 5 p.m. this evening, um, and we're going to be interviewing on week on Thursday. Week on Thursday. Friday. Is no, we're shortlisting on Friday. And then a week yeah, on. but the interview is the following Friday. Oh, sorry, the following Friday. Yeah. 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 So That's not been changed, has it? Because I'm no, calling a lot no, of favours no, to no, get no, that day off. So okay. it's a play on Friday. Yeah. There were 10 applicants. Okay. But they're obviously we're expecting more on the last few days. Okay. But I've not had an update today. No, which is a good, good, you know, a really good response. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and I think an exciting job, exciting times ahead for whoever the successful candidate is. Um, right, 138, local power plan part two. Um, 
To note that modifications to the Cheshire West and Chester Local Plan Part 2, land allocations and detailed policies are open for public consultation until Sunday the 3rd of February and to agree any actions. Do we know whether these are open for scrutiny and viewing just online or are they physically they're only, available? They're only available online. If anybody wants to look at them, I can uh, send you the link to where to find them. Okay. Or I'll send it to all of you anyway. Right. Are we being invited to uh, respond to that individually or as a council? Individually. Individually. So please note, people, anybody wants to make individual comments. Could I just ask, yes, as a matter of interest, have the neighbourhood plan team responded? Uh, we've got a meeting tomorrow. Okay. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, 139. Um, Perda, you realise that uh, this council um, is up for re election in May, and prior to that, um, basically the council stands down. Um, notice of that is on our, our website. Has everybody read the, the details of that and understand the dates and everything? Can, can I just say that yeah. you don't actually stand down, you continue to meet, you can continue yeah. to make decisions, uh, but anything new that you bring into the table or anything that is politically sensitive or identifies a particular council councillor, that's what you can't do. Okay, thank you very much for that. Uh, just clarify Joe, can that. I Judith? just mention, um, the, and Caroline, our Festival of Walks is running over the Perda period. So so we just need to be careful that we don't mention councillors in any of the literature? Yes. Okay. Okay, Linda. Um, yeah, it's, I think Joe's just answered the question because the, the date of the next meeting is the 25th of March, no, which we're still okay to have that meeting. Yes. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, very I was slightly uh, a little confused there, so that's great. Uh, 1.40 is the annual town meeting. We've already talked about a good item for that meeting and to agree a date for the meeting. Now, we want to make sure that this is following all the rules and regulations because we did get ourselves in a little bit of a mix-up, uh, not last year, but the year before, so... You can hold that meeting any day, any working day between the 1st of March and the 1st of June, inclusive. When you say any working day, do you mean that's Monday to Friday? Ideally, yes. Because we've normally had the Saturday, Saturday can be considered as a yeah. working day, but you yeah, could right. possibly run into problems holding it on a Saturday. We always do. But we, we always have done in the past because that tends to be, you know, attract hopefully a bigger audience. Well, because, what we ended yeah. up doing, it, I think last year, we, we had our evening meeting fairly close to <laughs> the start of the period. But we held a, another town meeting in, in the year that we did on the Saturday. It wasn't, wasn't the annual one. It was oh, it was just a town So is everybody happy to stick to that format? I appreciate that yeah. you, you know, it may be different people attending okay. that meeting. Do you want to set a date? Well, we yeah. could do it for the same day as so the next, what's the next meeting? We say the 23rd of... Yeah. And have it prior to that? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's lots of rubbish. Maybe push the council meeting back to 7.30? Yeah. And have that meeting 6.30 to 7.30. Yeah, on the 25th. Yeah. Gives people a chance to get home and have something to eat and get down, doesn't it? Yeah. Rather than having it at 6 o'clock. Yeah. You know, we have 6.30 to 7.30, is yeah. that some reasonable? Yeah. Okay. 
Shall we meet our legal obligation? Yeah, yeah. so that would, be, that would be the 25th of March. So what time did we just say? 6.30 till 7.30. So be inviting items for that agenda as well from everybody. You know, if you've got anything that you think is, you know, you need to get up on the platform. Okay. Great stuff. Um, okay, uh, 141 is CCTV to receive an update. Unfortunately, Liam is not here this evening. He's been sort of running with this. Um, we did remove some of the funding out of the budget for CCTV after quite a lot of deliberation. Where we're not detracting from the importance of it, at the moment our hands are tied really and we're, we're you know, depending on what <coughs> Cheshire West decide to do, etc. Uh, I think that's where we were at um, you know, when we decided the funding that we've been putting into it. So I think Sorry, I thought Vanessa had said that the funding was... No, she said the business case for Thursday. The business case, but not for <coughs> Oh, I thought they were leading that project. So. Yeah, but they don't seem... I mean, they're leading, but they don't seem to have moved forward. No, no, she, can I borrow accounts for the tenants and think about that? Uh, well, I've got that one. Do, do you want to look? Yeah, oh, OK. All right. Um, Suspend standing orders. Yeah, we'll suspend standing orders again and we'll ask Councillor uh, Riley to come in. Uh, and uh, if you could just state your name for the table, and if you would, please. Uh, hello, I'm uh, Lynn Riley, uh, Cheshire West representative for Frodgham. Um, at the meeting when Vanessa came along to you, I think she then followed up with the um, business case as it currently exists for CCTV. In that business case, it quite clearly states that um, um, plans would proceed in spring of 2019. Now, I think, um, based on the discussion that was had, um, that is primarily for the cameras that would sit on the A56, uh, pointing along the A56 and up Church Street. Now, uh, that's, that's as much as all of us have seen. Uh, I think it was communicated in some follow-up that when the initial scoping was presented to Andrew and I, um, we made um, a very strong insistence that two cameras for Frodham would not be sufficient and that we should absolutely, um, you know, if we're going to install this um, in town, you know, let's do a proper job rather than just the job that Cheshire West wants to do. So we wanted to see very clearly, um, you know, some cameras in the centre of town. So as part of the parking strategy, CCTV in our car parks is a, uh, a key requirement of parking strategy. So we wanted some cameras for the car park. I do not know. Um, whether CCTV is being installed as part of the work to uh, improve the um, surface at the far end of Station Car Park, which is due to start um, um, next week, or this week actually. Um, uh, it is. Um, we also wanted to see CCTV brought into the centre of town around the medical centre. Um, also into Castle Park, because as we all know, um, Cheshire West itself has been um, 
burgle three times in the space of the last 12 months, costing the taxpayer a uh, significant amount of money to put the lead back on several roofs and replace all the gardening equipment that was, uh, was stolen. Um, and obviously there is the um, ongoing issue of we, we need some cameras uh, in and around the Ship Street area. Now, um, I think we were all quite disappointed that the original business case sort of indicated that the police data wasn't there to back some of this up. Um, quite disappointed in that because, you know, one of, one of the things that Cheshire Police are really struggling with is this issue of county lines. And this is where... Uh, particularly uh, sort of drug-fuelled crime tends to sort of travel from adjacent areas um, into Frodham where it plies its trade. We know that there are uh, cameras at strategic locations on the roads for ANPR recognition, but we do not have CCTV for that all-important evidence gathering. So, you know, to, to help the police, to help uh, serve us better with... Uh, you know, some of our crime statistics, we really were quite disappointed that there wasn't more justification for that. Um, th the difficulty I think we have, and, you know, I don't wish to make sort of sweeping generalisations, but apparently Merseyside is the one police area that literally exports crime to every other policing area in the country, and we're right next door to it. So we know that there is a, a little bit of a cross-flow of uh, criminal activity up and down the A56. So being able to uh, sort of track that around town would, I think, be quite advantageous. We did raise this point at our December council, and um, the um, councillor who has portfolio responsibility for this um, was a little bit non-committal, so we have to hold that the business case is true. Um, she did accept that... Uh, Andrew and I have, have already put some uh, of our members' budget aside to help with the installation of cameras here in uh, Castle Park and, and elsewhere if, if necessary. So we really just want the council to get on with it. Um, I think the disappointing thing is, is there doesn't appear to be uh, any provision for this in the budget papers that were published for the council on Friday of last week. So again... Um, this morning I, I did raise the question with Vanessa as to whether the business case was in and delivered in in the spring as indicated or whether it wasn't because I'm not quite sure where the budget for this sits. I know that you know we're, we're keen to sit down with some of the um, businesses in town because they are very keen mm. I think to see um, some um, installation um, in town so that we, 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 we try and rein in some of the behaviour that crops up from from time <coughs> to time. So. Okay, thanks. Any questions? First, ask that we take agenda item 145 next, save sending Lynn away to bring her back. I, I agree with that, so we'll, uh, we'll uh, restart standing orders and yeah, 145, Lynn, if you'd like to go ahead with any other items that you may have for us. Right, okay, I'll rattle through because I've got quite a few. Um, can I just start with a big hearty thanks to Paul uh, for organising a, um, a litter pit down at Saltworks on probably the coldest and windiest Sunday that we've uh, we've ever seen. We were picking stuff up and flying out the bags as fast as we were doing it. But along with um, Cheshire Fire, we had 
uh, a couple of hours of really quite intensive work, did quite a lot of clearing, and it's really, uh, really interesting, I think, and encouraging to see that um, Cheshire Fire have obviously picked up on some of, well, one of those projects that's on the um, um, environmental programme that Mersey Forest um, grafted um, for us and, you know, are working hard to clear some of the access paths around the the fishing lakes. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're moving forward, I think, to actually be able to make an application to the wind farm money for some um, some some new path work um, um, in and around Saltworks Farm, but uh, you know it's clearing it. It's trying to get more people, um, you know, sort of interested in going down there mm. to 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 build really the evidence for for the bid that will go in. So, yeah. uh, thank Lynn, just commenting on what you've just said as well. Uh, there's been a lot of positive stuff about the fire service input. There was some negative uh, input about it, and I think people were confused. Uh, I'd just like to, it to be minuted that the firefighters were there purely voluntary. Yes. People were seem to think that, you know, why aren't they putting fires out that, instead of picking litter? And I think that was very unfair. <coughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't make it yesterday because I have been a supporter, but we had to put other things on. But I just think it should be made very, very clear that those guys and girls were there yesterday purely voluntary. It wasn't costing the taxpayer any money. Was that on social media? Was it? Yeah, yeah, which of course. You know, it's got to be believed because it's on social media, hasn't it? Sorry, Lenny, you decide to carry on. Right, well, I mean, I think to echo your uh, your comments, I mean, I would urge everybody around this table to have a look at the Cheshire Fire and Rescue um, website. On that website, you will look, what you will see, you know, the huge amount of work that the um, officers do in and around our communities. They are literally knocking on doors, checking whether people have got atrial heart fibrillation going on. They're helping, uh, you know, sort of get get the good news about, um, you know, bowel cancer screening out there as well. I mean, they do so much work with quite vulnerable residents in their own homes to help try and keep people healthy and safe. And we know that they're always there, uh, you know, if there is that, that 999 call. So just have a look. They, the, the numbers will just blow your mind in terms of the great work that fire, um, fire do for us here in Cheshire. Um, big news at the moment. I'm just still on my own thunder. Uh, the council's draft budget was um, uh, posted on the internet. Um, uh, it goes to scrutiny on the 4th of February, uh, then to Cabinet, and then it goes to full council on the 21st. Um, the council's budget is set to go up um, by some, um, about 19%, <coughs> so just slightly under £300 million will go forward as the recommendation. Uh, there is a 5% um, uplift in the council tax for the Cheshire West element, um, and when we add the fire, the police, obviously the um, adjustment for Frodham Town Council and the adult social care precept, um, we are looking at a council tax that has gone up quite significantly uh, over the last four years. But there's an awful lot of detail in there about what, what that funding will be spent on. So um, I'd urge you all to um, just have a look and read the executive summary, if not the uh, telephone directory that goes with it. Um, 
Uh, in December, we took several motions to uh, uh, Cheshire West's full council meeting. The first, or the first, the first one that we took was um, was one around car parking. Uh, car parking charges will be arriving in Frodham in fairly short order, uh, largely when the, the work has been done just to uh, tidy up the rough end of the station car park. Um, I think we can all sort of understand to some extent the need for a solution over long-term parking for when the Holton Curve trains arrive in a matter of months now, but I fundamentally um, you know, am opposed to the short-term charges for short-stay parking. I think it will prove to be uh, quite a disincentive for people to come to town and uh, I know that quite a lot of our local businesses are quite um, uh, concerned about that. Uh, unfortunately, our motion was defeated, um, so it didn't go any further from that. There is some slight good news in the budget in that um, there is going to be um, some money put aside in the capital budget for station car parking. Now, there's quite a lot of stations that need more car parking as well as Frodham, but um, there is some money from 2021 to see uh, expansion, so we'll obviously have to continue to put the case for Frodham being one of the busiest stations along the uh, the new Holton Curve route when uh, when they eventually arrive from North Wales. Um, there's also mention in the budget of some match funding alongside the Football Foundation. There's a very exciting project at the moment uh, that's bringing about £21 million to Cheshire to build new football facilities, new 3G pitches um, across the county. Um, there are a number earmarked in Cheshire, Western Chester, not least um, Frodham Junior Football Club, should in theory be one of the first funded because they have some quite advanced plans at Helsby High School. We brought a motion to council saying we'd like Frodham Junior Football Club to be guaranteed the money they need to match fund against the funding that they've already got. Uh, we didn't quite manage that so we hope that that's going to be picked up <coughs> in the budget. Um, we've covered um, CCTV. Um, a couple of other things within um, the budget. Uh, there is an amazing opportunity for places like Frodham. Uh, the government set aside in the uh, in the last budget six hundred and seventy-five million pounds to look at the future of our British high streets. Councils are being invited to bid for um, money against specific projects and we have put um, you know quite I think quite a compelling case for towns like Frodham we know that uh, there is potentially sort of up to 25 million pounds that Cheshire West can apply for and we think that this is such a wonderful opportunity for places like Frodham that have already got very diverse high streets with retail and housing alongside we've got great parking facilities bracket charge or not um, discuss uh, there's such an opportunity as well around that piece of land, uh, around the medical centre and the library to really be brought into play so that we see you know, the right sort of housing reflected in the local plan to meet the needs of our residents going forward that will keep our high street you know, bouncing and thriving and people wanting to come and, and live and raise their families here in Frodham. So I can't think of a better place than Frodham 
as, as a roadmap for that. So if you would like to help us, you can always write to the chief executive and say it should be uh, Frodham and some of the other smaller market towns rather than the, uh, the places that we suspect it will actually go forward in. Um, I know there are discussions between Cheshire West and Chester uh, uh, with Frodham Town Council about the future of things like, um, you know, the floral displays and the planting. But, you know, if we could all sort of try and imagine what Frodham Town Council, working with our local businesses, might be able to do um, with floral displays along the A56, I could get really quite excited about that. I know having spoken to a number of our local businesses, they would all be up for this. And, you know, wouldn't it be great to have Frodham as the most beautifully floral town to to drive to, not through, uh, and bring more people to town to try and help and support our local groups' activities and our, our local businesses. Um, the council is uh, quite late in the day uh, running a Brexit commission. Um, it's uh, having a bit of a a bit of a look about some of the implications for what Brexit might mean for. Cheshire West. Um, a number of us sit on that and um, there seems to be half, half of the room arguing that uh, you know the world will end and half of us arguing that this is actually huge opportunity for um, you know amazing places like, uh, like, like Cheshire. There is an opportunity for members of the public and local businesses to make representation at the next meeting which is the 6th of February in um, uh, in Chester and I know there's just been some money announced from government for local councils to help and support its local business community so if we could sort of spread spread the word on this that would be great uh, there's some quite interesting developments around the um, Cheshire West bin collection you might have seen the mm. the press release um, the council is basically going to be setting up its own arm's length bin. So it's going back in house again? No. It's arm, right. It's, um, it's, it's Cheshire West by another name at arm's length. It's Cheshire West by another, yeah. another legal vehicle delivering yeah. the bin. Well, the, the bin collection and the curbside recycling scheme. Uh, we're pushing really quite hard on that for this to be an opportunity to look at everything all together. So we'd look at, you know, the, the, the future of, um, you know, what's collected from your house in connection with things like the um, household waste and recycling centres and how we dispose of things so that we end up with a more sustainable local solution to local waste working with with uh, others I mean that's almost a, a, a sort of watch this space because literally they have just announced this so we haven't really got any of the details as to what that would look like but again the last time we did this in 2012 there was very very extensive um, community engagement over it rather than just telling people um, what was happening uh, there are a couple of planning applications that we have called to council, uh, council uh, planning committee that is. Um, there's some um, houses that are proposed uh, behind the Travellers Rest in 
progem, which is quite clearly not on any piece of space that's allocated for housing, so we've asked for that one to go forward. Um, we've also asked for the application by the uh, British Geological Survey to go to council uh, for determination. Now, um, this, this is going to be a very interesting uh, planning application. It's a very exciting project in the world of geological um, research and development. Um, uh, there are two... Have you, you've, had a, you've had a brief here? We had it through planning last yeah. week. Yeah. Right, okay. So, so there are, I think, I would urge everybody to have a look at the facts of the matter. This is independent scientific research as to what sits beneath our feet here in Cheshire because it is a unique geological structure. Um, there's an opportunity to really understand how the ground works and this is literally a project that as we've got Jodrell Bank in Cheshire East looking up at the stars, this project will look down into the ground to understand how gases and pressures and water works to very, very, very deep levels. It will provide scientific evidence and fact for a lot of things that are presented as fact but have no basis in science. Uh, there will be a very significant um, um, uh, array of um, very sensitive um, sensors in the ground. And literally, these are about a thousand, I'm told by the BGS, about a thousand times more sensitive than anything that currently exists. So if there are going to be any movements in the, in the strata <coughs> beneath our feet, these will be picked up on INS and Frogen Marshes. So I am going to put my neck on the block, I'm going to put my head above the parapet and say I am hugely supportive of this. It will put Cheshire on the map uh, like never before. It will put us right at the forefront of how we actually decarbonise yeah. um, energy and bring forward yeah. um, amazing... Just, just a quick comment on that, Lynn. You know, it did come up at the planning meeting on the 21st and it, uh, it was taken through with no objections from our planning committee. I, I think when this was first announced, because the word borehole was used, mm -hmm. yeah, people misconstrued what it was about and thought it was something connected with fracking or something similar. I think, I think there has been an awful lot of either deliberate or ignorant misrepresentation about what this, this project actually is. Um, uh, the BGS have spent a huge amount of time and effort trying to ensure that people fully understand this and sadly what's been reported in the newspapers is nothing to do with what's actually likely to happen on the ground. But you know, if we are facing this sort of development anywhere around here, I would want those sorts of sensors that can literally detect when planes are landing in Manchester. You know, the effects on the ground are going to be, you know, known and felt so that new technology can be, be developed. Can, can I just make a point? I think we've really got to emphasise that this is nothing to do with fracking. The number of people I have spoken to and thought it was a fracking application mm -hmm. because they haven't read it correctly. It is not a fracking application. I was actually present at a... Uh, get it 
together of people where somebody was actually referring to it as a fracking application. And it is nothing to do with that. And I think we've got to be ambassadors of this and try and get the right information out to our residents because this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful project. Mm. Um, and right under our feet here in Flodsham mm. and on, on the marshes. And, and as you say, we, we, will, we will get to know so much about what is going on underneath the ground. Nothing to do with... No, I, I, again... It's um, natural. Not mentioning, you know, those two words again, but social media, there's been a lot of discussion yeah. on social media and I think a lot of false, false news there as to what exactly is happening. I think the really interesting thing is if you actually have a look on the BGS website, um, the I think it's the leader of Glasgow where there are, there are two sister sites where the, the, the geography has basically taken this research and the, and the leader of Glasgow Council is on the website talking about the, the, the opportunities for you know a, a carbon free future for Scotland on the back of this research and you know hugely positive hugely uh, encouraging you know sees the opportunities for young people and international research to be looking to us to lead the way not not a sausage from Cheshire West and Chester and it's it's um, I'm so disappointed about that but you know, there, there we go. Okay. Um, uh, last but no means least, um, okay. Cheshire Western Chester is now resident of Ellesmere Port, not, not Chester. The telephone numbers have stayed the same. Um, I was in the HQ building on Friday, it's like the Marie Celeste. So um, the council has finally, after four years, decided that it is going to rent out its prime real estate and move to Ellesmere Port. Thank okay, you. thank you very much for that, Lynn. Quite a, a list, yeah, Judith. One quick question. The idea of having a decked car park down at the bottom of the station car park, is that still likely to happen? Uh, it's very much, I think, a twinkle in, um, in our eye. Uh, I do think that Frodham needs additional car parking capacity mm. rather than punitive car parking charges that are going to push everybody else out onto local streets. Uh, I sincerely hope that we will see new car parking spread across town when we start to unlock the centre of uh, you know, the wasteland around the, uh, around the railway because otherwise the council is literally going to be in two years time digging up the tarmac that is not yet laid in the yeah. station car park yeah. Yeah. and that would just be a waste yeah. of everybody's money. Okay, thanks. Okay, thank you. Anything else for, yeah. for Lynn? Don't just have to get all your uh, brushed over the facts about new houses and that, but have you not heard anything about the medical centre, the wasteland there? Because that's been empty like for years, hasn't it? Uh, it has been empty for a considerable period of time. Um, we li literally, I can't tell you how many times um, we've sat down with officers to try and, you know, get, get the master planning underway, but there are uh, other other calls on council priorities. So there right now are no plans. I think there's a huge amount of interest um, because the right sort of housing, particularly around the smarter homes for older people, around the medical centre on the flat, walking into town, keeping our shops and businesses full and vibrant, you know, is, is excellent. I think starter homes for 
young people yeah. and uh, you know young families next to the park where they yeah. can they don't need a car you know all those sorts of opportunities are so great <coughs> and you know to make that sort of thinking part of a pitch to the Great yeah. British High Street funding is just yet another opportunity yeah. that I think that we um, have to keep pushing. Je Jesha West should be taken to task on managing that land. I don't want to turn it into a national park, but I think they should be taken to task on at least managing it. I think it's very unfair on the people that live on Prince Way I and agree. on Queensway. Yeah. And it makes a mockery of that medical centre as well yes. because you've got that you know big beacon and right next to it you've got a disgraceful tip. And okay, it's probably a haven for wildlife, including brown things with long tails, oh, which I should imagine there's plenty of them in there. So I think, you know, I, w I would ask you, uh, you know, if, if maybe you could uh, persuade Cheshire West to take on some obligation and do something about that in the interim, it was only tidying up a little bit. Well, I mean, if, if you can recall from uh, sort of this time in the political cycle four years ago, we, we wrote a number of open letters to the Chief Executive about uh, various things that we were quite unhappy with. Uh, the medical centre was, was on that list, as was a whole raft of things around Castle Park. We're going to be writing a similar letter to Cheshire Western Chester, just, uh, just so that we put, we put down the, the, the to-do list for the next administration. Thank you very much. Could I, could I just a quick one? Sorry. Uh, okay, very, very quickly. How do you suggest that we get in the businesses involved, you know, with making it a floral town? Well, I think I think we all use the local shops. I mean, you know, I, I haven't particularly targeted any one person. It's just as I've been in shopping with people and, you know, I've yet to find a business that wasn't up for, you know, a, a great way to floral the town. You know, you go to places like Northwich, Northwich was literally a, a wash with colour and, and flowers and that was all the local businesses that had largely done that it wasn't a Cheshire West initiative but you know a little bit of everybody's time and effort perhaps buying our plants from the scouts to keep them going you know get some community planting going on I know the WI are very keen all the local shops want to see uh, there's reasons why people want to come and walk up and down the high street because can, can we've got not, not being rude, I want to yeah, call sorry, this to sorry, sorry, one, but Judith is, is uh, just one of, very, very quick question. Part of what we've got in mind with the new council manager, because it is going to be a full-time post, it is about inward investment into Frodsham, and we're, we're already working on the planters, I mean, through the community committee, we've, we've taken on board that for the next year we'll be taking over the planters. So it's in our hands to do that, but we've got to get the new council manager in post and uh, up to speed before we can take forward those things. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I'm going to move that on now. Thank you very much, Lou, for that. Uh, coming back to the agenda then, 142 is Park Lane play area, and this is to agree to make a deed of dedication with the National Plainfields Association in perpetuity to prevent the use of the Park Lane play area being used for any other purpose other than a public playing field and recreation area. And I'd ask Mark Neal to come in on this because Mark's done 99.99% of the work on this. Cheers, Alan. Uh, yeah, this is a final piece of the jigsaw, really. If we accept this tonight, it's protected basically forever. It can't be built on, can't be sold off or anything. And this is just the charitable deed, non-charitable deed that's come through. and. I've also got Hobby Wood is well advanced, church fields, memorial field, community centre, 
Chrome Lake we can't really do because it's in charity, but if we accept this tonight, that green space at Park Lane is protected forever. Okay, thank you, Mark. I know one of Judith's concerns some time ago was that we could be creating yeah. a monster for future councils to deal with, but I think that the you, you know it's outweighed by the fact that you know people have said, including Frank, you know about we're, we're having to fight developers all the time. We're, we're losing heritage left, right, and centre. I think that you know it far outweighs any concerns for the future. And I, I would like to propose uh, that uh, that we go ahead and put that in trust. I'll second that. I thought we've already made the decision to do it. No, this yeah, is yeah, but we've not actually voted. This is just to accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't do it without so I, councils. My, my proposal then on the table is that we accept that deed as written, and we go ahead and we continue with the the, the ones for other areas. I'll second that. Can, can I just, just check, please? Sorry, have we? It's been looked at by a legal person. Yeah, it's been yes, done by a panel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> guys, can we have a show of hands on that, please? And that recording clerk is unanimous. Can I just ask one question? I want two names of councillors who uh, can sign on behalf of Fortune. Mark, Mark would definitely be. Am I am I able to do even though it's have I been in there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, would, would it? Yeah, yeah okay. It yeah. doesn't have to be a ward councillor. Can, uh, can I just ask? They said as the council got its own seal. Can somebody yes. explain that to, to, to we me? Have really? got a seal yeah, we, we have got a seal. Yeah, we have got a What does that just? Uh, it's like the thing you know on the over seventy factors yeah, where we. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Cheers. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Is there not a conflict of interest with the work you've been doing over the last few years? Well, I've always declared a personal interest. Um, yeah, that's know, been that's minuted. That's minuted. You know, personally, I, 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 you know, not deserving, but I think it's proper and right that Mark's name goes on yeah. as one of the signatories because of all all the work he's yeah. done on it. I, I, I would, you know, be willing to sign it as the chair, but I'm quite happy for another councillor to sign it. Um, Frank has offered I, to sign yeah, it. I, I Again, I think that would be nice as Frank yeah. being our longest <coughs> serving member of the council that is named one. Right. I think it's a little beacon for us, isn't it, really? Thank you. you know, and the authorised uh, signatory. So you need to, you're going to need a witness and then... The, the witness uh, would be me, Ms Clark. That's okay, right. And the authorised signatory. But on the last page. <coughs> I'm not turning it over. Yeah. So I was thinking that Clark might be the authorised signature. Yeah. Yeah. So witnesses So you could get Liz to witness or another council, couldn't you? So you'd all need to be yeah. together to do it. Yeah. Okay. okay, so we can work on that, yeah? Yeah. Okay, great stuff. Well done, Mark. Thank, Thank you very much. Well done, Mark. Appreciate that. Okay, one four three people is the Fortune uh, Community Association lease. And this is really to agree any actions required following the meeting with FCA and also the Youth Association at the Community Centre on the 28th of November 2018. Uh, it was Judith, myself, Liam. Pat were yeah. there as well, yeah. Um, can we discuss what, what was discussed? Um, well, really, it's, it's um, what actions are required as a result of that meeting. I think it was, re it was left in the hands of the community association and the youth association yeah. to get the, um, yeah. you know, to decide. We, we agreed a way forward. 
They yeah. needed to get their legal advice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because so, it, it, it involves subletting and various <coughs> other things. So there's nothing confidential in there. It's just no, I think that to come it, back all we it. had to do with our lease with the community association was to allow them to sublet, Sub -sublet to the musical. We had to confirm that. Yeah, we had, I think, three sort of alternatives on yeah. the table and we went for the most logical and you know, best for all three parties involved, really. Thank you. Okay, so that's really just, you know, the full update on that at the moment. Uh, 144 is a meeting with uh, our colleagues in Sutton Weaver Parish Council. Uh, they've approached us and, and asked us uh, about having a joint meeting to discuss concerns regarding the traffic congestion in Frodium and agree action. I don't know how we can really take this, this forward. Um, I don't want to seem negative here, but I don't want... Sorry, Linda, go ahead. Um, is this to do with the new construction of Junction 11A on the motorway? It's going to affect Sutton and Flodgham quite severely. Um, I've been going along to the meetings um, from the, from the, uh, the action groups so yeah, yeah, um, about Junction 11A, although we haven't had a meeting for quite a long time now. But I know that representatives of Sutton Weaver Council have been there as well. Um, so, if you want maybe to Clark, could could you approach uh, Sutton well, Weaver? I have had an email this morning. Right. Okay. okay. Maybe it's just easier to have a, a short informal meeting with them just to see what their concerns are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was going to suggest that we really just ask them yeah. to give us a shopping list of maybe what they wanted to talk yeah. about. But. If, if we could maybe have a couple of volunteers to go and meet them. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, okay, Judith and Linda. And report back to us um, at, at the next yeah. meeting if we can set the meeting up in the meantime. I know that the uh, proposals that came out for 11A, the one that's the preferred one, is unbelievable. It's how many new members you can get in a it's so complicated, isn't it? It's unbelievable. But there again, I'm not, I'm not an engineer. You know. It must make sense. Okay, uh, we've had Cheshire West's report. 146 councillors' reports, uh, 146A, to receive reports from any councillors who have attended meetings of external bodies. Anybody around the table got anything to report back? No. No? Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, other items for information? No. Clark's report? Just the plaque that's going to go upon the entrance to the village signs. I understand it's been agreed that Cheshire Grounds Maintenance can put those up. Um, so. Yeah, or like the, the state manager, I don't mind. Well, it probably would take two people, I think, actually. I think it needs so from a health and safety point of view, yeah. Did we agree on a price on that? Or? I haven't got a price, no. I think that would have been Environment Committee that would have agreed on Yeah, that. I'm just trying to think whether we agreed a price on having it erected. Going through the uh, minutes, what I found is there was an, an agreement to, to buy it and the cost to be shared with the Samsung Ridge yeah, Trust. Yeah. But nothing was actually agreed as oh, to yeah. who's going to fit it and how much it's going to cost. Right. That's one for the next environment. Yeah, okay, yeah. So take that okay. to that. yeah, okay, thank you. Uh, the only other thing is winter gritting. Another 50 bags have been ordered of salt. 
Uh, they're being delivered tomorrow to the cemetery for storage and then uh, grounds maintenance will deliver as needed, as requested by residents. Right. So we, we just got Blades to deliver it every Yeah, time. but Lionel, our estate manager, has been actually delivering it. So is it... Uh, is Cheshire Grounds Maintenance going to deliver it then? No, Gleaves will deliver it to the cemetery and then Lionel will deliver ah, it. Ah, right, to okay. Right. Yeah, do, that, do we know how many people signed up for the Christian's team? I don't. We, I'll find out for I us. mean, we're signed up to it, but we've had quite a few inquiries and have passed yeah. people on to the application yeah. and that as well, so it does seem to be reasonably successful. I don't know whether Liz actually designed a form people can pick up from here to fill in. I've just been pointing them to the property yeah, line. Yeah. yeah, that's what we've been doing, you know, cut the one out in the front of the line. Yeah, I mean, if we have enough calls, we have enough people knocking on the door. I think I it's probably spurred them on, the, the bad weather. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, really, that's that's coming to the end of the meeting. I'd just like to say uh, thanks very much to Caroline and Judith for the work they did in securing uh, yeah. local town clerk. I couldn't get involved, unfortunately, due to work commitments. So thank you, ladies, for what you did. And also, uh, personal thanks to Jo for the work she's done in the interim yeah. period. Uh, she yeah. certainly made my life easier. And it, you know, it's really it's really daunting to try and do something when. You, you know, you've not got the, the expert background knowledge. Thank you very much, Joe. Um, the date of the next meeting then, folks, if you've not got it in your diary, is the 25th of March. Thank you very much for your attendance this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Meeting. Meeting's being closed at uh, six minutes to nine.